brother. It's cold out there, but this is MC Richardson. Uh, I've been away for a while. Uh, I think this is the first time we're or attempting to broadcast, and I think we might just say five um, weeks ago when we did our last show, but I'm happy to be back. And we're the show is really dealing with a lot of people we lost here in Kansas City and around. But we got some special people we want to acknowledge for the remembrance uh, situation that we normally do. Uh, we have Dr. Janetta Labrie, uh, a doctor I knew for a long time, or have known for a long time, passed away. I want to say hello to everybody out there uh, in uh, Ferguson, St. Louis, and Missouri, Kansas, and the people on the Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio.com, and also on uh, uh, YouTube, uh, Apple TV. Facebook, Smart Radio, iPhone, and all the uh, other vehicles that we are very fortunate to listen to us. So hopefully we'll increase that. But I want to say about a young man I've known for a long time, passed away, and I can always remember Mr. Hank McDowell because he had a favorite saying, which I use all the time, if it is to be... It's up to me. And uh, Hank passed away at the age of uh, 93, and they had his children about two weeks ago. And the big, another big shocker we had, well, let's go to some th other thing. We have Ronald uh, family. Uh, he has a family of musicians uh, passed away, and he had a line in the van, the Machan uh, family. And we also, uh, we had uh, a young lady uh, that passed away that was very popular, another entertainer. And people are really having a lot of their own uh, private set and memorial services. And we like to discover a few people and then to say welcome back to guests who's coming to Kansas City. We also, uh, Ronald Machan, he was a good friend of mine. Uh, he had passed away. And we also have uh, a cousin that passed away up in uh, Seattle, uh, Wanda Peterson. But going back to the person that I felt I was close to and is a, was a store around here. Hopefully, after he passed away, and they'll be having this funeral this coming uh, Wednesday, uh, March 22nd, over at Friendship Church. That's off uh, 36th Street, off of the freeway. And how I met Otis Taylor. When I was in, uh, hello? Still there, Mr. MC? Please stand by while we uh, reconnect with Mr. Uh, MC Richardson. Mr. F Mr. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, do we have Mr. MC on? No, 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 no. All right, Mr. MC. Oh, okay. I guess that. Okay. Okay, we're back now. Stand Sorry by. Stand there. by. I got music on. And okay. five, four, three, two. 
Hello, Kansas City. We're back again. And so, you know, after being off the air for about five weeks, approximately five weeks, and I really miss you guys. I, hopefully, uh, you guys miss us. I'll kind of start over. Uh, we got uh, a good show. We got a show, and we're really going to be covering a lot of the remembrance, such as uh, Dr. Jeanette Debris. We also, uh, we've mentioned about Mr. Hank McDowell. Hank has passed away, and he had a saying I still use today called, if it is to be, it's up to me. Where he yes, well, yeah, and, guess he, and guess what? It's, guess what? Be, guess who come to Kansas City? Okay. And let me repeat his saying. Uh, let's, let, let's do it again, our. Uh, Welcome to Kansas City. Guess who come to Kansas City? Okay. And, be, okay. It's up to you. Yeah, he had a saying that if it is to be, it's up to me. And they, he, they had his funeral last week, and we had, then we said, uh, Wanda Peterson uh, passed away, a distant cousin out to Seattle, uh, Washington. And we said, Ronald Mike Fadden, uh, entertainer, a good friend of mine, he had passed away. But one of the persons that really, they'll help his funeral that's coming. Wednesday over to Friendship Church here in Kansas City. That's right across from the VA Veteran Administration. But the name, I will tell you his name. When I was uh, I was living down in South Parade Park, we call, they told me that Helen there was having a party. So I grabbed, at that time, I grabbed my fifth of uh, J and B Scott and I went <laughs> I went down to the house her name was Eleanor Bryce and she had introduced me to this fella called Otis Taylor. Well I had heard of Otis Taylor because my best buddy in the Navy was John Chandler. And Otis was from uh, down there in Houston and so we met so I was supposed to be a, a heck of a cooker, okay? So, and my specialty was chitterlings, all right? And so, Otis said, well, if you buy the chitterlings, uh, he, he would buy them if I would cook them. So, we used to have a setup here called Western Electric. That's where uh, our present congressman, Emmanuel Cleaver, used to work. And he went down the purview with the Otis, but he was on the roster. He never played a down. And Congressman Cleaver, they would say, uh, he had an old football injury. Well, anyway, he's one of our top congressmen here in Kansas City in the 5th District. Well, anyway, uh, Otis went on, came from Perryview, and he had married a beautiful woman by the name of uh, Cheryl Taylor. It's Anderson now, but he was a person that was a good friend when I used to hang with the chief. We used to have parties here in Kansas City in a place we call South Ray Park, and I had so many people there on both sides of the street that the people on the board who wasn't on my invitation list eliminated me and got me out of uh, Parade Park. I know I had a good friend, Carlos Nix. Sometimes he listened, but he was there. But going back to what was going on, Otis Taylor came here. What happened? Lord Wales did uh, Otis' uh, mother a favor because Dallas was trying to get Otis to pay for the Dallas Cowboys. So Lord Wales, them Head Otis out in a motel where he signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. And he played for about uh, 18 years, and we became very good friends. And he, like I said, they're going to have this wake uh, this coming uh, Tuesday. Then they're going to have the funeral this coming uh, Wednesday, March 22nd. And 
oldest of the person that was well known. It's only them, hopefully, that they'll still include him. He wants to be part of the Hall of Fame, the NFL. That's the only thing liking in his career. And I don't know our and what you knew about Otis. We talk about the cancer, the chief, where, you know, when they, the chief who played the first Super Bowl, they got beat by Green Bay. And then on the fourth uh, Super Bowl, Otis caught that touchdown pass that gave Kansas City uh, the win. But he's so involved here. And he really, uh, when I, we were real close. And, it's just I'm going to miss him, and they tell me the Kansas City call paper has his photo all over it that gives him his background. But he had a tremendous uh, background uh, as far as playing football, baseball, basketball, and really was involved with the community. So he was, so he was, so he was all around him, she wasn't. Yes, yes, he was, and he was a. Uh, yeah, he, you're, you're right, he was all around, and uh, he was a member of the United Minority Media Association, and and his sister, Odell, Florence Odell, where we used to say that she was a couple of years older than the oldest, so that means that she is presently 82, and the oldest is about 80, that she used to protect her. If somebody wanted to jump on her little brother, they had to deal with her. And I just spoke with her. I was trying to get her to be part of us, but uh, the pressure, she said, she just couldn't do it. Uh, but anyway, I have a uh, favorite saying, and you know it, you and Scott know what that saying is, the show must go on. So mm -hmm. let's, let's talk about St. Louis and things you heard, and we can just cover the show and just bring the people up to date what's going on, but uh, I guess the biggest thing is that Otis Teller died. Otis Teller died at the age of 80. He was really out of it probably by the last 10 years. He was like, a, I don't know if I'm saying this word right, but uh, he was like a, a vegetable. Hmm. So he passed away and he gonna go to the happy NFL Hall of Fame heaven. Well, you see, one, one thing okay about Otis Taylor, okay, I think, you know, history will reflect, you know, during his career that he was a team player, okay. Uh, they can't say the chief team of another, okay. And I think one of the things that I always noticed over the years, I've been a chief fan, you know, God, for many, many years. And, uh, and and then I will say this, okay, about Otis Taylor. And uh, when he played, he played all out, okay. And I'm saying in those days, fear, fear, fear was secret. You know, when people saw him you know, come on the field, you know, he kind of stood up, you know, one of my men, and he played with that passion, okay, and that, you know, they were instrumental, you know, and then, you know, getting the title, you know, and I think uh, he, he's never remember that, you know, the heart of that time was, well, he's a, or the cancer to teach, you know, and I know you met him, you know, better than I did, but I always heard good things about him, okay, and that he did, you know, not just on the football field, but also, also in the community also. Well, you know, then he was called a planker, okay? Uh, before the, right, right, they called right, right, yeah. And I got to tell you, the has changed so much now in, in the sports, okay? You don't call it, this is an announcement, that's right now they call it a wide receiver now, they. Right, and Otis, at that time, Otis was about 6'3", 245 pounds, and it was considered as a big receiver. I know they had Lance Allworth, who had played uh, halfback at the University of Arkansas, and he became an all-pro, a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. But we also had Gloucester Richardson, that he came up from Jackson State. Matter of fact, he was drafted higher than Otis was in the NFL draft. Otis came up be uh, behind uh, Gloucester and Gloucester was uh, really had a name of his own because his brother, Willie Richardson, had played with the Baltimore Colts and he started the Richardson regime. And uh, Gloss and our father say the same thing. They both from, well, Gloss Richardson was from Mississippi. 
and our father at the same talk to her, we said we we said, oh, we're relatives and we as a matter of fact I had better treat them from the football players. That's uh Bunker Cannon, that's uh all of Willie Mitchell. We're talked about Emmett Thomas, we talk about Curtis McClinton. We talk well well we knew Bobby Bill, but Bobby Bill was in a different world as a linebacker. But the people here in Kansas City and Ollie Gates, we we start out by saying uh, OT, OG, and MC, <laughs> and we all just kind of ran together. Although they had more money than I had, but they treated me uh, our and Scott better than a lot of people I grew up with. <laughs> Because at that time, Otis signed for, uh, I think, a bonus of 16000 And I was working for Lake City, and I made $5,000 a year, which I thought was big money. <laughs> but uh, we did sign. Uh, we all used to hang together before the Kansas City Chiefs came here. They had the uh, Kansas City Buffalo was in my pro team. So they had all the women until the Chiefs in town. And then they, I, as a matter of fact, I introduced Otis, we say, two alligators of the Gates Barbecue industry. And mm-hmm. we just used to hang out and he'll be really missed once again. Why don't you tell me about Ollie Gates, okay? We'll let you write the name up because right now, people they hear the name. He's a barbecue, you know, and uh, and you know, and uh, he's done quite a bit of stuff in Kansas. Yeah, tell me a bit about Ollie Gates. Something you know, nobody else knows. Well, Ollie Gates. Well, well, of course, his home and his father George Gates started uh, barbecue along with uh, uh, the barbecue place down on Seventeenth uh, Street. Uh, I can't can't call the name right now, but they got a. Uh, you know, Brian? Yeah, yeah, for, uh, Brian's barbecue. But Holly mm-hmm. Gates has been so instrumental. As a matter of fact, he went to uh, Lincoln, well, Lincoln High School, where he graduated from. He also went to uh, Lincoln University and Maryland Eastern Shore, the black college over there. He also uh, had a, a major, he was a bricklayer. And he got very involved with the community and still involved. He has made so many changes here, prominent oh, yeah, yeah. things here about Gates. And I used to use a saying that said, well, if you go in there in his place, he got six of them. He would say, hi, may I help you? And what we used to do in the younger days, we would go get a branch uh, barbecue because he gave more meat than Ollie did and and french fries but we would go get Ollie's sauce a lot of times when I was in even grade school I, we would go and at that time 51 cents for barbecue for uh, french fries and barbecue sauce 51 cents yeah, we would bypass the lunch. They was preparing at the college. I mean, it's high school, grade school. You know, you know, I'm awesome. awesome. Yes, yes, I'm there. I got to catch you off here, okay? Right now, uh, right now, I have to still agree that Brian Barbecue give you more meat, okay, than Mr. Gates does. Okay. You know, and I met both of them, okay, but they both were good men and stuff, you know. But, uh, but, you know, the, but the thing is that uh, it, that's a, Messiah, Mr. Gates has done so much in Kansas City for the church community, for the black community, for the young people as a, as a whole. You can truly say that he is hardest in Kansas City. You're, you're right. He has made, like, when he was over on the park board, he's the chairman of it, and he did things that was never done before in Kansas City. And he, his family has been really deeply involved. If anything is to move, Ollie Beach was the one moving it. And a lot of people knew he, 
gals, so we're all famous for his uh, barbecue, and then even for the Chiefs and everything, uh, he uh, when they would be at, at halftime and the and where they all in the VIP section, they had Gates barbecue, and then they started selling it. And I was a very good friend, and so I got the information that I understand uh, March, uh, Doctor March, and. Uh, Betty Brown, they were in charge of putting this together for this uh, wins for the people who are listening to the show and they have friends who will uh, have opportunity and his funeral will be at 11 p.m. this coming Wednesday over the French and Church and they probably have a repast after that but my understanding that uh, he had so many, he had so many titles on the purview that's down in off of by Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one of the black colleges. And then you got Texas Southern. Yeah, that's uh, the HBCU down there. Right, right. Uh, uh, I knew about uh, that time about, well, you had Texas Southern, you had Purview. One of them, well, I forget, the different colleges, even today, they stand for a uh, specialty. And like, if you want to go to be in uh, like a masonry college and most of the black colleges, they train the people to go right on the job and get into the skills. Whereas mm-hmm. the other people, you have some much worse who I think down uh, Texas Southern, you had over Florida A&M, like an engineering college, and all the colleges really stood for something. And we're really going to try to work to really uh, get more people interested and participate not only going to the historical black colleges and university, but also once we get the students in there that they go to work in that industry. We talk about journalism, we talk about broadcasting, we talk about public relations and etc. It's just like you know, see right now that you talk about the houses, okay? You know, here in the state of Missouri, you know, the literature and commerce is instrumental, okay, trying to do something down in Haiti, Missouri. And we have a program we started in Virginia with broadband communication. And I will say that IDW, I met with them last year, and they're willing to take out students, okay, as apprentices in the broadband industry. And that's going to give us one again, only job training, you know, for a black college. Of time gets worse, but maybe university continue that legacy in HBCU. Well, for the historical black college, that's true. But another deal is that most of the, we'll say, white colleges, they had uh, more of a revenue back end that oh, that's yeah. how they were able to get some of the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> but we also have the guy with uh, ABC, what's his name? He, held a record for a linebacker for Sykes. What's his name? He went to uh, Texas Southern. Oh, you talking about, uh, uh, oh my God, Lord, I know I still, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I know you're talking about Strahan. The, the guy is still on ABC now. Is, is Michael Strahan? Yeah, 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 went to Texas Southern. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of people that are really first at going to the black colleges, and a lot of them stand they send their kids to them. And I don't know, you you got St. Louis up there. Uh, you got two. Uh, what are the two black colleges there? Well, well, we got. Uh, well, we have you know, uh, Harrisburg, uh, Harrisburg University now. Uh, that's really you know. Being, really standing out right now in their own right and trying to really create their own uh, legacy now. And also, you know, we have Lincoln University also, you know, which you're quite familiar with, okay? And, um, well, well, you know, I mentioned Lincoln earlier about all the gates, but on the same token, that's a grant college. Uh, and it's also people there were historical uh, colleges where they mm-hmm. taught people agriculture and mm-hmm. they still do it and land the land do it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, one of the things that... You go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. Well, first of all, okay, see, uh, I think it was something that we missed, okay? We have to say it to you, okay, and to all your listeners for you know, years. M.C. Richardson started in Gessler coming to Kansas City over 37 years ago. I mean, you know, 30 or 30 years ago, we were on another stage at KKFI. And in that 37 years, okay, you, you have made a name in Kansas City and your title guess was coming to Kansas City. And when you were not aware, okay, we have said that you have to that legacy, you know, of a great black man named M.C. Richardson, okay, that's also the founder, one of the founders of the United Minority Media Association, which is the oldest black media organization in the country. And you turned 49 years old this year because of when you're 50 man reaching next year. And then as a, a token to you, I'm, I'm gonna kind of go to for you here, you've been a modest man as you are. But so many people have gone uh, to Kansas City around the country, because you've added so many scholarships to the young people over the years. I can't count on both hands and my feet, okay? All the people you got scholarships for. And not only did you get for the, for the, for the them uh, come out of college, okay? But now I'm getting, getting it for, the, for their parents. Yeah. Now you got this, this, their children doing scholarships thanks to what they should be in Kansas City. So I wanted to take that time. That's a, yeah, thank you for all that you've done. I appreciate it. Well, let's back up. Let's go back. Uh, uh, guess who's coming to Kansas City? If you remember, guess who's coming to dinner? Sydney Fortier, you had. Uh, yeah. Captain Hepburn, Spencer Tracy. Oh, yes. But that was original with Dean Russ, who was in the Johnson administration. Mm-hmm. Caucasian lady that her main person who became her husband was black. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so at that time, Dean Russ thought that Johnson was anti-black at that time, that mm-hmm. if that word would have gotten out, he would have lost his job. But that's amazing yeah. how people write books, but that's where the movie came from. Guess who's coming to dinner? So I changed Okay, okay now, look, tell us, tell us a bit more about that. Okay, Johnson administration, okay? You know, and you know, and during that time period, uh, sure he was a racist from Texas, okay, but in, in, in part of his legacy, okay, well, he actually signed this you know, rights bill for black folks. Well, yeah, it, that came uh, that came to pass. That, but prior to that, they had a deal where people would buy black folks about real estate. They wouldn't tell the history of real estate. Now they would not even <laughs> mention that. But it was a deal that black folks couldn't buy certain real estate. But I don't know what you mean. Go ahead. Well, I'm saying even here in St. Louis, okay, there's a book that came out that if you can't get a picture, you get a copy of it called the house. Mapping M-A-P-P-I-N-G to crime. And they told, okay, how that how that red line had been a thing in the real estate market and in the banking market where black people, okay, just are not shown or allowed to live in certain neighborhoods. But there were covenants that was in place that said only white only or in these neighborhoods. And that was one back in the nineteen forties, I think it was, okay, when uh, uh there was some land sold here on, on Levy Avenue uh, to a black man, but he couldn't tell nobody, okay, until he bought the house and it was black. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, just recently, with our present president, we talked about Selma, the march on that. I was mm-hmm. down there at uh, at a so-called get-together with Freedom Bank in 1955. That's when black folks got the voting right then. And a lot of people mm-hmm. took that for granted. That's one of the top issues now. Whether you have enough yes. people to extend the invitation that everybody should vote. And a lot of people just take voting for granted. Some people have education, degrees, and they don't even want to vote. Right. 
and, you know, and they actually, you know, one of the things, okay, uh, you know, uh, having a background in different New York that came from the Mississippi there. And, you know, and you know, in those days, to get with a vote, okay, they came with all type of things. And they had, you know, the poll check get to pay the vote. They had things that they have. Uh, yes, I mean, you know, how many marbles would be in a, in a jar? Exactly. Uh, sometimes could you, could you uh, recite the Constitution, okay? Or uh, the Bill of Rights, you know, the preamble. They came with all type of things. Matter of fact, in those days, the Cooper Klan, you had to go go someplace and register before you could register to vote, okay? And what happened, the Cooper Klan would go around right before, you know, you sort of go, go over there and scare you out of your window with the hood on. I mean, so, and those things were just very fact, factful, okay? And how, how, you think, and you know, and then you know, the thing about, you know, having your blood, you know, how much blood you had, okay, before you could actually be able to vote, okay? You know, you have black blood in you. In fact, you see, not only was it against men, black, black people voting, but also, it's also applied to women also. They fought almost 100 years for to get their right to vote. Well, that's, that's, a right. That's around the, what they call the Jim Crow era. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Jim Crow is alive and well right now. They call right now. Yeah. We fight for our votes now. They're trying now. You know, you know, see, you being educated, you know, yourself, okay, with your family and all this, you know. They're trying now to take all the history, and we're talking about right now the historical stuff. And they don't, and I said they as the, the, uh, the whites right now do not want us okay to be having any rights okay for us to be able to vote. You know I mean, and, and, and that's something that's been important to us since just beginning the time. They don't want us to have the vote because now one vote okay can determine who runs the city. One vote can tell who could be the governor sometime, who could be the mayor, or who could be the county executive, or could be anything. You got to have that one vote, okay? And your vote is important. Well, you know, Ari, you're so right. And since we're both here in Missouri, Missouri is a red state, okay? Mm-hmm. Which we said the red is to belong to the Republican. We have the yeah. same thing down in Jeff City. We have not only state, we also have uh, school boards and what have you. Our people don't even register get out they get brainwashed or they set it up just like a Emmanuel Cleaver they uh every 10 years of census change the geographical areas uh what the people can vote from but he was state but fortunately the young lady that uh, from Kansas won uh because they changed the boundaries and they did that because the people are just like uh and Missouri and other part, it's the secretary of the state that really runs all the vote opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, MC. Uh, the secretary of state is, is a position. See, another problem that we that we have as blacks, okay, I've been in this office for a lot of you know, years. People do not understand what. Each office stands for us to do a show here on the city called KTZ every Sunday, Sunday morning. I would have the state reps on, I had the state senators on, I had the congressmen on, people like that. And and we found out that every person that doesn't know what the job was of the committeeman, they didn't have the same idea what the job was of the alderman, they didn't know what the state rep had to do, what the senator had to do, either the state reps, you know, either the um, Court of Deeds and all those jobs, okay, that what they were responsible for. These are one person responsible for all of that. And that's why you mentioned the attorney, you know, city attorney general. He's the one that, that's over all the election boards that they have. You know, he's the one that makes sure all, all the voting machines operate properly. And, and these are the things, okay, that we as blacks, okay, do not have no interest in. I mean, they think that, you know, having music and all that stuff, all the interest they into is governed by politics. All the rules in this whole country, no matter what business that you're in, what industry you're in, is governed by, by something political. 
And those are the things that, that, that we do that you want to want to have any or give any attention to. And I know you've been involved you know, in, 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 in elections for many, many, many years. You know, I remember uh, I met a good friend of yours, okay, uh, who ran for, and he was probably the last person to run statewide uh, uh, for the governor of Missouri. You remember him? I'm quite sure. You know, and, and, uh, but he also he was a was a congressman there, uh, and, and when you was you know working with him getting the votes out, and uh, he gave up his congressional seat to run for governor, and unfortunately, I uh, wasn't even close. Well, that's that's true. We have never had a black person and they changed the name to African American to win a statewide seat in politics. And how I got involved, my mother, every time they had an election, she would be out there passing ballot. Hell, I didn't know what uh, politics was, (laughs) but she was out there doing then because, you know, she was born in Louisville, uh, Mississippi, and she wanted to be a teacher, but she was out there in the politics. she had us sitting out where every t- election got, we got a few dollars for help pass out ballot. She was in the mm-hmm. politics then, but I didn't know where, how important it was. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, it's like I say, you know, the people that's been been around, and that's the whole thing, you see. We as a, we as a, as a people uh, didn't understand, know what we taught, okay, the value on on election day, I don't care if you're a billionaire, a millionaire, white, black, Indian, or whatever you want to be. On that day, we all are one. We have the same power as anybody else. Your vote is the same vote. The vote one person will count the same way. No matter who you are, you go there and in the booth to vote. Uh, put in a number of uh, catch that ballot how you want to do it. Your vote is like everybody else. You know, it's counted the same way. You have equal power that day. Well, our let's, our, let's go back to the person that ran St. Louis on the black perspective, Congressman Clay. Yeah, William L. Clay. Right. Senior. He, he reminded me he he looked like uh, Richard Pryor to me, but he ran St. <laughs> Louis. He ran St. Louis for years. Yes, I mean he ran St. Louis. Okay, what the congressman did. Okay, he had organizational skills. You know, he, he brought the unions in, he brought the churches in. Most of all, them see, he brought the, the females in. Okay. The, the mothers, the aunties, the sisters, and, 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 and he had them always to go, even when he did. And that's the thing that in St. Louis politics, like all politics, the female, the woman, okay, is the one that does most of the work. And I mean, he was a, he's a nice looking young man, you know, and uh, he was this day. And, and, and he was very real, okay, and getting women elected to all state offices back in those days. I mean, the late Gwen uh, uh, Giles was, was a state senator. The late Billy Borkin, okay, was a state representative. They all got those positions, okay. When we got being on the same ticket, okay, they got Congressman Clay elected. And, and I will say, MC, that you know, his son came behind him, okay, and he was elected for over uh, 10 terms. And, uh, and, and I was for him, okay. A black female actually beat him out, Corey Bush. She just won re-election this past year. So, I mean, so, so the black female is very powerful. You know, and for so you guys in Kansas, you got the gentleman that, I mean, the big Reverend Cleaver, that he's doing a job, but most of, most of the, the people that are sitting there, the women are the ones out there knocking on the door. Well, that's that, that, out of me, you got to knock on the door. You know, that's true for the United States that we have more women, particularly black, hold office. Unfortunately, we had a black person who was the mayor of Chicago, but my understanding that she's not running this time. 
No, no, matter of fact, uh, Miss Lightfoot lost in the primary. And then you see, it was said uh, before the election that you had a lot of common black and rich blacks that were running against her. And they put a lot of blacks in, in the race. And it was said that uh, it wasn't about Miss Lightfoot, it was about a black being the mayor of Chicago. And he said, okay, if she lost, that would be the last time for some time that, that a white man would probably be the next mayor of Chicago. And so now they got probably one of the, uh, one of the, not one of the most powerful men in Chicago running now against another white gentleman, okay. But they have similar same issues. But, but, but previously, he had been, been uh, you know, as a Republican. And so to, to, get, to get into power, okay, he switched over now and went as a Democrat. Because, you know, in Chicago, that's a Democratic stronghold for many, 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 many years. You know yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Chicago was, uh, I'll forget the guy that was so uh, Dillard. Okay. Dillard. And his son well, came yeah, well, that's true, too. Yeah. But we By the way, you See, we have to do this, okay. Listen to Ferguson, USA, hotdoggio.com on a beautiful uh, March 18, 2023. And I also um, have to have our engineer, our manager, got one in uh, Scott right now. I uh, have to, and I want you to know that you married to a beautiful woman, okay, that's uh, right now uh, coming up on her degree. Tell us a little bit about that, Scott, you know, man. Well, my wife is a. a finishing her journey through the uh, master's degree for art therapy and she's planning on working with veterans with uh, PTS and similar uh, uh, maladies there. Yeah. And, and, and right now she's in the home stretch and so again another powerful woman about to come to our community okay and so that's what's got me a problem with her okay. We thank you for the people that's been on the station taking note and I'm on your series like myself. But then she is a type of man, okay, that uh, has been so good to so many people. And we missed you so much, MC, while you were away. And I'm not going to lie, the Super Bowl wasn't the same without you, okay. But on the air, talking about what was going on, okay. And when you, when you were missed, okay, so we did a, had to do a show with you, about you. We had uh, Cheyenne come on one time. We had also the young man at the back people up there. I'm going to also try to fill in the yap, okay. But it, it wasn't N.C. Richardson, you know, like it was, like we're doing right now. You know, of the history, which you know about Kansas City, you know, the places, you know, the things that are done. It's all the things, okay, that make Kansas City, Kansas City. And you also, but as I you are know, at one time as one of the top 100 people in Kansas City in, in, in the community, am I right, sir? Right. But, you know, I got a call today from an old friend of ours, uh, okay. Gail. Gail oh, okay. and she's, yes. she still works for the VA and we're going to do some things here of opportunity. See what happened by me being a veteran and a lot of other veterans that we don't take advantage of the opportunities that are out there. We have to wait till mm -hmm. somebody help us but we go there, we we go to the services and you know, uh, service connected or whatever but there's a lot of benefits, like the five weeks that I was off the air, I was in the uh, Veterans Administration Hospital. Then I went mm -hmm. to those rehab place where I really don't like none of them, but they have no choice. <laughs> and so, but now yeah, you, you build your body. You build your body. Yeah, you're right, but one thing about it, you did eat three meals a day, <laughs> whether it was sick <laughs> or not. Hey, hey, Aaron Scott, yes, sir. I, took my, I, I took my own Frank hot sauce to the place. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, but you know, you know what I'm going to see? One of the things uh, that uh, I remember one time, years ago, uh, I was sitting there with a lot of the days, uh, Jack Lane, who ran the uh, hundred black men for many, many years in St. Louis, by one, by one of some of well, some of you know, some of the, you know, the, the, the students back in my office one day, and he said, "Hold on, wait, hold on. You know, a real black man he got about a hot sauce in his, in his office, okay? 
Go ahead and holler about my hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get the food okay. The hot sauce is one of the things that makes it taste right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't go nowhere. The people want their hot sauce. They got their, just about every culture got their own brand of hot sauce. I know Cholula is mine. What's up? Who's trying to start? Who's, who's trying to get on the show? That's who's dog trying to get on the show? Mr. Bubbles, Mr. Bubbles, Mr. Bubbles, the mailman, the mailman, the mailman, the mailman. I don't know why he was going to get the dog out of the about the mailman. And so what? Uh, the mailman just for my mail. And he said, thank you. Well, you know, we, we was talking about Oliver Gates. We was talking about Otis Taylor. They would have his uh, funeral just coming uh, Wednesday. And they tell me Cancer to call. That, that's that's Otis Taylor. That's Otis Taylor. Not Otis Taylor. Oh yeah, that's Otis Otis Taylor. He, he's a very good friend of Ollie. He's part of the Shriners or whatever, and he is uh, our football uh, person. And hopefully, just like they did Buck O'Neill, they waited a long time before they put him into the the major league Hall of Fame. Now you got all kind of got some ideas working about 18th Street and doing some things. Uh, and also, you know, Charlie Parker actually was born in Kansas City, Kansas, but he's known in Kansas City, Missouri. In fact, he's he's buried in the Liberty uh, a Cemetery that's out Truman Road near Independence and will still be another effort to try to get his body moved down on 18th and, and for sale. And we got this uh, brewery, and they got uh, Buck O'Neill beer. And we got so many things. Of course, you got Carter Broadcast, the oldest uh, radio station in the nation. And you got the... Black, Kansas, Black, Black, that's Black Radio Station. Black, yeah, Black Radio. And you got also, you got... Uh, the uh, leading weekly, which is answer to call. We got another good friend that we mentioned uh, about Wayne, but you got Candy, and she has her TV syndicate, and you got a lot of things going on there. We're we're looking at them and going to put together some suggestions with all his name right up there about Kansas City and how we can better support him and work and get more people. And it goes back to voting. It all goes back to politics. Mm-hmm. You know, I know one of the things you mentioned, Chandy, Wayne, uh, uh, they have their fishing drivers every year. And right now, the pandemic, when they hit, okay, kind of came out of the ground. But right now, we're in the, in the, in the planning stages here in, in St. Louis and Ferguson, Missouri, I should say, uh, having a fishing derby out there. Uh, that's it. That's that's how even as we speak, okay, we talking to the mayor, uh, Ella Jones, who was supposed to be a guest on my program today, but uh, she's also a minister in a church, and she almost lose her voice from she, because she's also re-elected, you know, making speaches, and, you know, and uh, campaigning, so she had to you know, bypass that. And then she today on my program, the Harvard College Medical School, where a lot of our black doctors and come from uh, one of my members, okay, uh, brought to Chief Premier's Award to Kansas City, uh, Miss Ms. Daniels, my guest. And this past week uh, in Miami College, they had what they call Match Week. My daughter is uh, is uh, Match, okay, to go to, be, to, to do her residency down in Dallas, Texas, and it's also in the field of, of psychology. You know, how, how it affects the virus and stuff, you know, how it, you know, how it, and one of the things that, you know, that, that, that the school that she went there, they also was the one that came up during the pandemic, okay, they had the drive-through, the drive-through tests and stuff like that, and the drive-through shop, and all came home, home a black college. And so all the things, the contribution they are making here, again, in our community. Uh, I'll show today, you know, which is much majority of Congress, that was our topic for the day, along with Kentucky Bowl. Our national CEO, Nat Bachelor, Congress, and I just said thank you. 
Thank you, Scott. And all our members and stuff that's hopeless in the MCD today also. Well, one thing we say in love that we got as a team and a family, make each one of us better and stronger. Well, you know, you, you spoke about Harold. Well, that's right there in Nashville, right next door to Fisk College. They had a saying yes. that the women was the, they went to Fisk College in order to get them a black doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to well, I've been to, well, I've been to both of them. I had to, got tired of climbing all them steps over at Fisk University, but you got my hair very modern. In fact. The city of uh, Nashville that that hosts a lot of black uh, educational deal, such as Tennessee State, and you name it. Uh, but a lot of a lot of people roots who talked about the historical black colleges and university. But we got to get our people first. We got to get our people educated. Period, and life that starts at home. Whereas if people, the parents or whatever, if they're in the education field, they bring their kids up in that because that's who will the, the one that started to talk about babysitting. It's in the home of the, the people who, and a lot of them used to use the schools as a way to, to get out of the sight of their kids during summertime. That, that's their own babysitting operation. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, you know, our community as a whole, uh, we need to, uh, you know, work with you know, getting our kids, you know, right, you know, teach them at home more, more so than ever before. But there's a fight right now for the, the minds of our children right now. I don't care if you're black or you're white, okay? Yeah, but there's, there's a fight right now for your child's mind. You know, to tell them, okay, what you see is not true. And what you hear is not true. And don't believe what you see. Believe what somebody tells you. You know, and, and that's why I say it's so important now, okay? And all of our adults, okay, we should be all we can now, okay? Make sure that we understand and teach our kids at home the basics now. There was a time that you go to school and they would teach you basic things. But that, those days are now gone. And now it's a parent's job. The grandparents' job, the great grandparents, the uncles, and the godmothers, and all those people teach our young people, okay, what the rules of the laws are. And that's so important. That's kind of missing right now in our school system. And one the time I came to, and you and I came up, and I was just got, they taught you, you know, the basics. But nowadays, those things are no longer true to us. So that means we got to work harder as a people, not just white, not just black. This affects everyone. Yep. Everyone. So I pray, you know, and urge you, teach your kids, you know, right and wrong. Okay? Teach them, you know, how to speak properly. And you know, we have a couple of years ago on the show. Now they, they have computers now that don't, they're taking away your ability to think. Most times you go to college and see, you have to write a paper of some sort into the next grade. You got to write something on paper, okay? They got a system now on the computer, okay? And actually, take over writing the paper for you. I mean, and you, you just get a, your thoughts to it. You write the whole thing for you. And that's not helping you. I mean, personally, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? When I came along, uh, they didn't want to see you calculators, you know, in school. You know, school for drafting. They didn't want us to have a calculator. They want us to learn how to use that ourselves. Now, right now, you go to any, any, any school down, calculators and computers, okay, the other ones that are doing the teaching for you, in some cases. And, and they're giving them programs, like, like you know, we small kids, and we watch the, uh, the comic books, they had Superman, anybody walk around in the same, same uniform, the costume, we all laugh about that. But today, right now, okay, as, as we walk around, we have, we all got uniforms on right now. You're basketball, whatever, you're football, we, we all have to walk around with uniforms on of some sort. You know, and that's that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. And so we gotta teach our kids to have some type of a personality which comes from their family. That's so who you have your own identity. 
Mr. Ira, I just need to remind you all that it's 
and same like that's over and scott thank you uh you got the wrist all this time i guess and so we're <laughs> back and we're gonna uh, bring some things and we need to get more people involved not only uh, statewide but worldwide and get the families involved and all this educational type uh information this broadcast can be heard on facebook youtube twitch and also you can catch it on on spotify for your podcast so my name is Aaron folks and i think we have two years from stephanie be his co-host today from guess who coming to kansas city and we thank you and man let's go